Welcome to Probing Deeper for June 2022. I need only to look at the date at the bottom right of my computer screen for help with that date, because I always forget it, but I never think about it. Welcome to Probing Deeper for June 2022, where we are having a review discussion, plus spoiler cast, right? Spoiler alert for 2013's Mirage Men. Or as I pronounce it, Mirage Men. Yes. <laughs> oh my, my, my Normativity is only an illusion. <laughs> wow, those boners are in the oasis. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, let's play. Let's play. Press play again. Press play again. Yeah. Oh, and it fades out. No, it's still playing something, you silly goose, because I pressed the wrong play. There we go. Because okay. uh, one is <laughs> there's play on the keyboard, but I pressed the big button delow, which just but delow, which is de- <laughs> so delay. Below, so delow. <laughs> As a play button, so delay. Uh, yeah, I woke up from an hour nap uh, at six fifty eight. Um, so I'm still a little out of it, and then we had technical difficulties. But we're not on Twitch because you fucking pay for this shit. So. Sorry about that. See, see. Sorry about the problem that you never experience, listeners. Uh, yeah, it's uh, first the first probing deeper in the new homestead for me. We are recording across far less miles of fiber optic cable. <laughs> Twenty now. instead of thirty yes. miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Which the, your your house is still in the shit part of traffic to where going home it was better, obviously, but going there was like. I plugged in your old place to the new place and old place, 45 minutes, new place, 35 minutes oh. and well. 10 to 15 minutes. No. And again, I don't mind. I'm just saying it's just funny. That's like, cause again, especially just it's less miles, right? It is um, 17 less miles. Right, I think. right, right. And then going home, obviously, like I said, it's super fast. So. But that's the, that's the time dilation of Southern California traffic. Yeah. Uh, the closer you get to the four five and 55, the slower time moves. <laughs> so for well, you, like, yeah, it's two minutes, like, everyone else is 10 or 15. Right. <laughs> Cause like that one crunch, I mean, Bellaterra still screws everything up the, the beach Boulevard exit. Cause it's, they're still making the just shit. Getting on too, off, and yeah. like, like, and then, and then there's like, the fucking, I mean, this is real West Coast elitism, but the fucking, I think the the Newland Bridge is still being finished or whatever, so it's like, mm. there's still just those thin spots after where I, you know, like, or well, you know, just before, but uh, I at least don't have to go through that stuff now. I can just kick right. off, or, you know, Bellaterra for the well, it'll, it'll be nice even on the weekends for you guys coming south because yes. that part of Seal Beach to Bellaterra is always jacked up. Yes, exactly. So, sorry. Yeah, we, yeah. I, yeah, we bypassed that whole 22405 crossover bullshit now. So, right, 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 right. We're going to you. It basically, on a weekday, the traffic builds at the from the 55 to about Seal Beach Boulevard, exactly. where you're right in the thick of it. So, that's why I think it, and then getting off the freeway, and then even the road side roads are fucked. Um, so, that's just why, again, the time dilation is still there. But again, coming yes, home. Taking the toll jammed right there wouldn't even help because that dumps you. No, right at harbor anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same shit. But uh, they should just make a toll road directly. Well, I guess those are like um, Dark Side would use boom tubes in the DC comics, and right? Just right. Have boom tubes for your car. 
Uh, but my butthole has a uh, boom tubes copyright. Yeah. I paid extra for the boom tube upgrade. So the sound Sorry, system Jack, is bumping. You're giving me money even after you're fucking dead, bro. <laughs> cream de la cream. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that's what the widening of the 405 is going to be. I, again, I don't know how easy you can go in or out, but basically that's going to be a toll road, which is a exactly. boom channel to a certain extent. Yes. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. But also, and it's like, <laughs> that was that was one of the supposedly obviously there's much deeper reasons that Pino would never deal with as to why he moved across the entire country. Uh, I'm going to be here for five years and didn't widen that freeway. Here's, here's what he said. I mean, he's not technically wrong, I guess, but we are the superior race. He goes, (laughs) (laughs) he goes, yeah, you know, they're widening that fucking freeway and it's with your fucking tax money. And then they're putting in a toll road so that the freeway you just paid for with the tax money, you can go faster on that fucking freeway and pay extra, you know? And I was just like, I I guess, yes, I guess. Haven't you ever driven on a weekend and given everyone the finger as you were striving by living down the high hog in that toll road? Can you you talk to Carl at the wedding? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Great guy. Great freaking guy. (laughs) I think you guys have a lot in common. Um, Yeah. Did they never really meet each other? Uh, no, I mean, he would have no reason to because I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, because like uh, other than <laughs> putting them together for a novelty purpose, <laughs> you know, Pino and Carl are yeah. or, although but Carl is actually a pretty good dad, you know, because I've well, talked. Is it, haven't you were someone referred to him as straight Pino or something? A real Pino. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know over there yeah. oh yeah girl you know straight pino yeah he's always late to the gay bar because he doesn't go to the gay bar exactly okay? <laughs> he's misses the closing every night we're going to the straight bar <laughs> hey guys uh, no i have a feeling that uh, i mean that, like him and uh Carl and Vicky, Thick Nick's parents, they actually seem like they like each other and, you know, they like right. hug and kiss or hold hands sometimes. <laughs> like that, you know, yeah, so. we're going to get together and fucking <laughs> kiss. <laughs> I'm a Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, did take us to Mordor once. Or uh, Mori, I mean. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or Marietta, I guess, is where it was. <laughs> Uh, he looked around. He went, I think I know this place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the mines of Murrieta, the place where my child lives, and it's super cool. It's really <laughs> hot though. Speak, bro, and enter. I mean, <laughs> yes. what's up, bro? Yeah. Oh, All right. <laughs> puff puffs pass, and you shall <laughs> you shall not puff puffs pass because he's it's just ass. <laughs> yeah. Puff. Yeah. Puff putt. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there that's we go. a dumb stoner shirt right there for disc golf. <laughs> Puff put uh, pass. I think I did. I did. I think of sending this to you guys on the one of the Instagram disc golf thread, but I saw an account called uh, Raising Chains, and they do the raising. Yes, raising that, chains. that guy works at Discovering the World. Oh, and because they play at Miria or La Mirada all the time. And I saw like a montage video, and I recognize at least a couple of the whole. I thing. think he's like the guy. He kind of wears a camper hat and just has like long kind of hair and skinny mm. dude. Yeah, in the videos, he had like a, a yoga teacher ponytail. Right, right. Shit, so, um, yeah. And speaking, I'll tell this one story. We can get into it. But <laughs> speaking of disc golf, got another got another doozy for you all. Another another update <laughs> in the world of <laughs> people 
who are scumbags and don't uh, don't understand that when something is on the ground, oh, not to touch it, it. doesn't mean it's automatic. Is this a new field work? So uh, yes. course. So I where are you not, playing now? So I've done it once. It was the first time, and that's what was frustrating. It was the first time I'd thrown a disc since like a week or like five days before we moved because it was like packing and just all that stuff. Right, right. So, so close to a month. Well, no, it was like 12 days total. Like, right. so, uh, so, cause we moved what a week, like 10 we moved days on ago. the fifth ish. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the fourth was moving days and we slept here. And so I had, I'd thrown a disc like a few days before that, I think. And then this was two nights ago, this story. So close enough. It's almost two weeks of not really thrown a disc. So I go out to a park that's close by. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, that big, long, uh, thin kind of park space that goes through all of the houses for like miles from so like where fat mats parents live i'd never been there but i guess so yeah they, li- yeah, they yeah. live off like newland in the power line park yes exactly yeah so uh so there well because there's a horizontal there's what there's an east in easterly and a north yeah. a north there's south. runs ocean to inland right this is the other one so this okay. is the one that crosses that at some point so this this is the one that is um the you know the, the home de- depot over there on garfield uh where you had the taco bell from there's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That park is there too, but I was on the other side of the street. Uh, like the house. Well, you have that weird baseball park. Is that not open during the day when you're there? It is. There's always people there, and there actually really isn't a lot of big open lines because uh, I'd have to throw over a lot of the baseball um, fencing. You know, like the big tall. Well, yeah, I was gonna say there. you should one measure from home plate because a lot of the fields are about 300 feet. Right, I, I will. Uh, it's just those parks are used like daily by lots of. No, I was just saying if it was like during the day, if no one's right. there. Yeah, but, if it was in the yeah. middle of the day, if I had a break or something. But this park is just you know, it's 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 closer than the other park I would do field work at in Long Beach. So uh, it's one it's one street over off of Yorktown. Anyway, uh, we're, we're getting real navigational <laughs> in the uh, in the uh, Orange County here. But uh, so you know, big long park. It's connected to uh, a middle school, like the the playground area. So oh, it's just a massive problematic field and then uh so first time i'm like all right it was a long fucking day i've had people i've had service people here every day is this today or yesterday this was two nights ago so uh you know sarah got home she was you know she's been busy with work and running errands stuff too so uh she was like yeah just go go have fun go whatever you know it was like six o'clock she's like go before it gets dark so went out there was having a blast for like all of 10 minutes uh and (laughs) So I'm throwing into this giant field. There's nobody around. There's there's people <clears throat> there's people like literally a thousand feet away at the uh, asphalt playground playing basketball. And there's a volleyball net. And so there's just like random neighborhood people yep. playing there. Um, and then there's like a few random people walking their dogs and stuff. So this uh, classic, a guy that at part of the story is that he had no clue what disc golf was or disc golf discs. So. Uh, but he would be the classic, like one of the many assholes that would be on the HB disc golf course. So, right, right. Uh, you know, 45 to 50 year old guy who's dressing like dressing the way Josh used to dress, you know, like the, the Dickies or like the, the more yeah. you know, blue collars, like that kind of classic shit. Like Huntington attire. Yes, he is, um, you know, super, super tall and lanky, uh, backwards hat has that attire on, you know, thrashed, you know, vans, whatever. And uh, he has a giant 150 pound Great Dane. The Great Dane, I don't know, seemed younger, seemed kind of goofy and whatever. But yeah, huge, huge wiener, huge wiener. Uh, not on a fucking leash. 
of course. He's literally was the only ad I, I probably saw because I stayed after this altercation and, and for another half hour, 45 minutes. And every other dog that I saw was on leash there. So because uh, there's kids running around and shit. So I'm throwing and this guy walks, you know, I'm on the all the way on the other side of the park from the school. He walks like from the street in front of the school back towards the back. So I see him for a long time and I'm, I, I don't even clock him because who cares, right? There's a, a bunch of people there. I, I, I'm throwing discs towards him, but he is so far away. That's irrelevant. So uh, all of a sudden he's walking in my general direction and he sees uh, my blue plastic sensei on the ground. And, and then he's, and then he sees my cloud breaker. He picks both of them up immediately and I'm just like, okay, let's just fucking see where this goes. And I, and I'm, he's like looking at the picture and like chuckling to himself. Uh, and which I didn't really know what to mean, like, like how to take that. And then within three seconds calls his dog over and puts it in the dog's mouth. The dog doesn't take it. He throws it for the dog. Right. The dog kind of, the dog kind of chases it and does pick it up, but like halfway brings it back. And then he, as I'm now already saying, Hey, excuse me, sir. I'm like two, 200 feet away. Uh, you know, over the course of five, 10 seconds, I'm yelling at the top of my lungs now because he's not acknowledging me at all. Right. He's going around within this 10 seconds. You know, I have a good grouping of discs out there, like probably 15 discs out there. And he's talking. I can hear him talking to his dog. He's like, come on, don't you want it? Don't you want the frisbee? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm yelling. So now it's another just like that older lady. Which yeah. was actually the last time I did field work before this at the, at the park by my old right. house. She was not fucking acknowledging me. And. Uh, so I'm get I get within like, I don't know, 70 feet of him. And I'm like, Hey man, can you not put those in your dog's mouth? They're not yours. And yeah. he's like, he's like, Hey, what the fuck? He's, he's like, pick up your fucking shit then, man. I was like, what? I was like, I just Why? got here and threw those. I said, they're not, it's not your stuff. Can you please stop throwing it for your dog? And he's like, Hey, it's a public fucking park, man. You don't want to fucking throw for someone to throw for a dog. Pick it the fuck. Up. And I'm like, the no, yes, yeah, it, it's not. It's, it's a public so, park. Doesn't mean there's public stuff. So, oh, if I leave my picnic basket over there, you can just go right. eat it. <laughs> and that is a basket mask hybrid that protects other people from me breathing out my COVID. It's a basket, right? right. <laughs> but I can also eat like a yeah. horse, like a horse, like a horse uh, oats Gnarl. bag. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, but uh, but yeah. So I'm just, and I was like. So now I'm trying to, you know, continue to talk to him, but he just keeps cutting me off like a trash person does. Because I was being, like always, benefit of the doubt, even though he's doing a rude thing by, you know, like, this is just an immediate, again, like the last one, like, give it to the dog. Um, right. And so, because I wouldn't care if his dog had randomly picked them up, right? Like, right. the dog doesn't know any better. He is a 50-year-old man. So. Right. Right. Uh, so I keep talking and I'm trying and I have to, you know, make my voice louder and I'm getting I'm getting angry, obviously, now. And then he's like, Fine, come fucking talk to me, asshole. Pick up your fucking shit or get the fuck out of here, you fucking dork. And then he throws my MD3 like into the dirt. Or, and I'm just like, right. I throw out my hands. I'm like, what the fuck? So then <laughs> I was, you know, I was walking away from my bag, which has my wallet and key. So I like fucking went back to those because I was like, just be smart. Don't yeah. get mad. And get your shit so no one steals that or something. And because then I went and grabbed and like I grabbed my he starts walking the other way. But I was just like, I was like, of course, in the moment as a guy, I'm like, 
I just want to fucking hurt this guy physically. So like, I want to feed into it right, and just right. finally yeah. physically solve this frustration. But I know, but I know that that's so stupid. Like what? And of course, so I called Sarah after he had one, because then he walks away and I'm of course watching him. Cause I'm not like leaving the park. I, I fucking right, right. going from where we were. He was yelling at me and stuff and uh, another direction. And so, but he's like, as I observe him, He's slowly walking around. He's got this off leash dog. He like goes into the far corner and like sits on the dirt with the dog. And I'm like, okay, like what is the lesson I can learn from this? This guy's probably like living a trash, sad life. Right. I just have like a new beautiful home. I have a a great relationship. I got a lot of shit I'm into. Like, it's like, I'm like, I guess I'm just, you know, I guess I'm just going to not let this ruin my time and whatever. Right. And I called Sarah. She's like, yeah, like, like, she's like, why would you want to feed into his trashiness and, and anger? He was trying to goad you into a fight. No, because he knows exactly why you were mad. Like he knows that he shouldn't have been picking right. shit up. He's mad that you called him out on it or right, called right, his right. dog out on it. Right. And that is the classic trashy. And that's the Pino shit too. Like if I'm not beating the shit out of you, I'm not hurting nobody. I can do whatever I want as long as it's not these super extreme negative well, things. Yeah. And yeah, I did something wrong, but you're wrong for calling me out for doing something wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like, don't no. fucking hassle me, bro. You know? And, uh, so anyway, uh, and then he just, you know, he fucking waddles around with the dog while it's, you know, doing its thing and sad because the dog seemed like it was probably a nice dog. But also, I'm not going to as much as I probably would have won a fight with this guy. There's a 150 pound dog that might have just like attacked me from to defend him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then I like I'm like, great. Now I got to fucking, you know, jam a thumb in the dog's eye or something. You know, and I, right, I was right. like. It would have been a whole mess. It would have been stupid. Yeah, now I, I would have suck been, the dog off. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone to jail probably that night, you know, because he was trying to goad me into hitting well, first. What you do is you just call the cops and say he's there with an off leash dog uh, harassing me. people. I know. I know. And I thought about it. I called Sarah instead. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, I just was like, just tell me, you know. And then, uh, and then after that, though, I was like, I'm going to keep throwing. I stayed for like another 45 minutes because I was having a good time. I was throwing really. I was like, okay, I like, got the feeling back, whatever. And, uh, uh, I saw this like, as soon, and right after I got off the phone with, with, uh, Sarah, like I saw this beautiful hawk fly out of a tree right in front of me. And then like all these like crazy exotic birds. I mean, I'm, cause I'm in a new area and it's like, we're closer to the beach and wetlands. So there's more variety of birds and shit than my old house. But, uh, and we just have nature in our yard too. Like we had a hawk in our fucking tree today, like outside. Nice. And, uh, and then after that, then it was like, okay, the universe was definitely like showing me the two extremes of people because then it like hit a point where like it was probably after dinner for people with kids it was like uh 7 10 something like that all these people started walking in the park with their families with kids with their dogs all of the above all on leashes all polite people because uh a, a big pile of my disc was right next to like the main sidewalk because i was finishing out throwing back towards my car and like even like this little girl is on a scooter. She's probably two and a half and she's like jamming in front of her parents who have a stroller with a smaller kid uh, behind them. They're not paying attention to her for a minute. She picks up a bunch of my discs and start and I'm like, I don't care. It's great. And I'm like, so I walk up and and immediately when that when the dad sees her, he, he doesn't even know what they are. He's like, oh, hey, honey, don't touch those. Those those aren't yours. Like put them back down. Like he didn't even know what they were. Right. And then and the mom's like. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, she can't hurt them. Like, da, da, da. And then the mom's like, oh, those, those are really cool. All the colors left. Are those like Frisbees? I was like, yeah, they're disc all dish. She's like, oh, I've heard of that. And I was like, okay, well, have a good. You know, it was just like the complete yeah. op- opposite of 
you know, he's te- literally teaching his kid to not be a dude like that. And the, the other guy in the future, you know? right, right, right. Like, you know, so I guess my, my, I had to let my empathy go. Hey, if this guy either wasn't raised like that or chooses to be like that, I guess he's living in a fucking hellish life uh, of his own. So, uh, but I was just so, I was so fucking, fucking mad. <laughs> like, I was right. like, like the first time I go out to do this just to like, and part of it was like to be alone because every day there's been service people at the house and I got to make all these decisions and I have this new role at work. So now I'm like, it's like, I've just been thinking all day. Right. And so right. it was nice to be out in nature and then that fucking happened, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just, it just still boggles my fucking mind. <laughs> and, and I was telling my, one of the guys in my armor group last night about the whole thing. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, if I'm at the fucking beach and I see a pair of sandals, I don't just immediately put them on and walk away because they're public beach sandals now because I don't see a human. Right, right, now, right, you know? right. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I touch it last. It's mine. Right. I was like, and that's how, that's how petty it seems, like how childlike right. it seems, you know? Uh, I was like, yeah, like if I see a wallet, <laughs> I don't, and then he's like, he's like, oh, here, let me spend this public credit card. Hey, man, it was a public credit card and a public right, right, wallet. Right. Hey, I just put it in the machine. Right. <laughs> I just put it in the machine and spent three grand on something, bro. Fuck you. It was public. It was supposed to be for the weirdest, just the weirdest fucking, which was just anger logic. I think, you know, <laughs> right, right. Well, again, it frustrated that he square balls with spray painted with the stencil of that school. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. <laughs> well, again, it's no offense to Gorsh and, and Nick, but it's like they're on a course like Gorsh does the same. It's still yes. ingrained in him that he threw a golf ball at me when we were on a golf course. <laughs> For playing disc golf, but it was on the ball golf course, and he throws a ball at me, and then these guys walk up looking for that ball. Right. I'm like, just stop. Just We're on a fucking course. Don't touch it. Or when him and Nick are like, oh, here's a disc. It's like yeah. someone someone threw that. Right. If, if they walked away from it, you walk away from mm-hmm. it. Let them come back and find it or someone else take it. Because you don't know. Maybe they're on the course. Because I've seen Josh do that multiple times, too, where he's like, <laughs> picks up a disc on the course, and someone's like, that's their disc that they just threw. Like, it, like just because you see it don't yeah don't it's, grab and, it. and and that's the thing because you either have to again like did that back in the day or whatever but also after a pretty short amount of time i was like i should just leave this because i don't want to see this through to the end which is calling the person setting up a time to right. meet or hiding it's like or like they it's, uh, yeah they i do take it and they come up to us and now i have to and, pull it out of my bag and then yes. they can you know, Sam stealing. Yeah, whatever. And, and like, that's it. It's that not is my exactly. problem. I didn't, I just made a point to not touch a disc for like, probably like two years ago when I was like, you know, hardcore, like pandemic and was just going to the course all the time during lunch or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. I stopped touching anyone's disc, you know, unless they were like, Hey, can you throw like whatever? That well, was of great. course. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the one time I'm on the hole 18 at El Dorado, there is nobody behind me for like six holes. I think that this guy must have then thrown a roller or thrown over the tennis courts or something because he magically appeared. The one time I picked it up and I was going to put it in the lost and found because there was no marking on it. So I was like, oh, I'm finishing the course. I'll put it in lost and found. The second I pick it up, I hear a voice. Are you fucking kidding me, bro? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, is is this yours? I thought it was just left here. I was going to put it in lost. And of course, he's cutting me off going, give me the fucking disc. bro." And I'm like, I wasn't stealing your fucking disc, dude. He's like, right. Get up and get any, you know, it's another one of those. Then like, you throw it in the tennis court and say, see you later. Right. right. <laughs> Suck me off. Queer bait. Okay. Right. Uh, but yeah. And then, and that was just another lesson of like, just, just don't. It's not worth any of it. 
yeah. it's nice to feel like a good Samaritan. And, and I'm like, nope, just fucking leave it. No, my good, I, I say I'm a good Samaritan by leaving it. And exactly. if someone feels lucky they found it, cool. If someone comes back and refinds it, then cool, they did it. Because nine times out of ten... Uh, I would rather somebody just leave it where it is because I would know, I would likely know where I left it. You know, exactly. Still exactly. A different story, but playing, I, I pretty much know which right. disc I don't have and what, right. what hole I probably had it at. Worth it. Touching. So, yes. So, um, so that's been disc golf talk this yeah. week. <laughs> uh, and then super, very, you know, like 10 second story training last night with, with, uh, with that same guy I was just talking about uh, at our Arma study group. And it's a, it's in a park where it's in also in a neighborhood. So there's lots of like night traffic. It's a very well lit sports park. So that's part of why we train there. Two kids that we've never seen before, uh, probably 11 or 10 or something like that. They're right. One's riding a scooter. One's riding a bike. They're, you know, making up fucking games for each other and whatever as, as kids do. And all of a sudden <laughs> we're training and we just hear, can I touch it? <laughs> and I'm like, I turn to the kid and I go, what? <laughs> and he's like, dong? can I touch it? And he points to our, my steel, penis, uh, training swords. And I was like, do you want to touch one of these swords? <laughs> and he's like, can I touch it? He wouldn't say anything, but can right. I touch it? I'll never tell. And I said, you might not want to say that to random people, but <laughs> sure. Come over here. And I whipped out my penis and no, right. 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 Uh, beautiful relationship bloom. No, but now he's traumatized. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So, uh, Myridge men. Uh, hi, Myridge. <laughs> this is a hi, Myridge. Hi, Myridge. <laughs> it's okay. We're on Patreon. We can do that. Uh, Mirage men. Until you release it in the free. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> and then we are copyright striked uh, by YouTube, which we don't post on and keep right. by everyone. Um, by the by U- UFO Twitter. Also, big news. Ryan Sprague moving to Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal for his fiance. Uh, I'm moving to Edinburgh, uh, which is insane. <laughs> uh, but I guess his job, uh, you know, Broadway's not really picking back up as much right. as it was. And well, and he's got like real TV things now, so I think exactly that that buys some time. Now I just get longer flights to work. It's crazy. Um, well, I guess yeah, Scotland to New York is like West Coast to New York. So exactly. Uh, yeah, Scotland elitism. It's all like, oh, New York's only. Six and a half hours. We um, get them bagels. <laughs> and some Scottish locks. You had said like bar girls. Get them bar, bar girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, classic New York bar yeah. girls. Oh yeah. Hey guys, I love you, Ryan. They're not really girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bar, bar girls is weird UK slang for homeless women. That's <laughs> 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 fucking bar girl. Oh no, that's. I understand. Or no, it's like yeah, I said, that's it's, something else. Yeah, pirate talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Mirage Men is a documentary that I had heard about many times on the Penny Royal podcast, uh, and and they mention this. This was like not that it was like you know my favorite thing to watch ever, but I was I was stoked to watch it ahead of time just because when I looked at like the people in the documentary because I was like oh shit they mentioned like three of these guys' names all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, including Linda Moulton Howe, who is featured uh, pretty heavily. In this, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this this whole movie is really interesting because at the end you go, is this a not like a paradox, but a hundred percent. Is it the thing it's trying to say it's not, but is and doing right? It, yes. You leave just 
probably more confused yes. than you started. Yes, which proves the whole point of the documentary that right. the disinformation agents that, that literally do exist because it centers on at least one of them, which is Richard Doty. Right. Uh, and I hear I hear <clears throat> the name Richard Doty on the Penny Real Pot. Like he was I mean, he was assigned to be the guy that uh that basically befriended anyone that had that was following prominent UFO sightings, anyone that was uh, you know, happened to like the the guy well, producing content that was then exactly. questionable, yes. right? Paul the- Benowitz, who who was driven insane by the disinformation campaign uh by Richard Doty, who worked for uh the OSI, uh the Office of Special Investigations, which is like a sort of like a CIA offshoot NSA kind of thing. Uh was driven insane because because Paul Benowitz li- just happened to live close to what was it, Curlitz, uh, Curlit or Curtlet Air Force Base or something, right? And, and could see weird craft flying from up in the mountains and things like right next to his house. Right. So he started filming it. He started taking. He had scientific equipment that he would take readings of and stuff. So then, Richard's like pre, um, what's it called, Area Fifty One? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Area Fifty One was still not an officially existing. Or even in the zeitgeist of people going, oh yeah, that that's what that that is. Oh, so, oh yeah, oh, yeah. So he was because again, the government's like, well, we've been doing this. No one gives a shit. And then as aeronautics progress, they don't really think, oh, some dickheads might start noticing this, and then actually documenting. And then the red scares, like, oh god, if our own people start documenting, documenting, um, maybe we'll get fucked over here because right. There's a lot of open space, but everyone's kind of at the end of the day near some sort of open space, especially when you're going X thousand feet in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, in this case, and they say it, they're like, you know, hey, someone someone might just start tracking your stuff, you know, and then right. we have to talk to those people, see what they have captured. And if we deem it a problem, we are going to start urging them and encouraging them. Uh, to continue to do it, but under the guise that you're helping us track UFOs or something. Right, like because it's easier to do that, even though it goes down a very slippery slope and getting to the point of like, why are they going through all this, right? Um, because you can't just tell people, hey, shut up, right? Because then they're going to poke more. Right. You can't kill them. I yeah. mean, you can, but then that gets messy. Yes. So it's like, oh, let's just feed this weird, like, again, there's truths. And yes. that's the best kind of, you know, line and deceit is leasing and truth. So it's like, you don't know where one starts and one ends, AKA the Bible. Um, <laughs> but, uh, right. It's like, that's the best way. And then they just go feed themselves and they take care of their own problem because it becomes, which all of the disclosure now is fighting against and saying, anyone who reports that just a wacko. And then you, like they say in the, in the book, they, you get inoculated, right? Like, you either think they're a wacko or it's out of a movie, so it's not real, right? And you're just kind of used to it. Now you're numb instead of the shock factor and then blowing everyone's mind and creating a big deal out of it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's like uh, towards the end, Richard Doty, to that exact point, he's like, we didn't really have to do that much with these people. <laughs> we just like planted a little seed. We, we brought them in, made them feel like they were part of the grand thing that maybe does exist, but we don't want them to know that. But still we make them think they're part of it, but for a a different reason, right? Right. Like, and for different 
goals, you know, than we than we have, you know. So yeah, it's like QAnon, right? Like this one person's writing in a blog space, and then all these other people are interpreting it, and then they're writing their own papers, and then they're writing posts, and then you don't know who Q is, and you don't know who this, right? And it just this fire that feeds itself, right? And, and gets that, out and of control. So and it's like, like, you, like you were saying, like that, and like they say in the in the documentary too, it's like you gotta to the inoculation thing, like to fully realize it's like. You know, because uh, Richard Dolan's in this too. He's like, you know, a doctor gives you a small, uh, mostly dead piece of a virus so that your body can be slightly infected by it and then fight it off. And now you're pretty much immune. Right. It's to not that. a shock to the system. Right. You know, and and uh, and so and, and 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 it starts off with uh, Paul Benowitz, the story of Paul Benowitz, who was a scientist who was a like, this is the fucking like I really like this because so uh Mark Pilkington is the British guy that's occasionally on screen. He's like the writer um mm-hmm. and he co-directed it or whatever with I think John yeah John Lundberg who's only on camera like once but right. um uh he uh th- he he paints this like like he paints a really cool portrait of your classic um government spook like a government agent because mo- like the stereotype is these are like fairly heartless scumbags that like they're like almost like a collection sociopath yes there's a sociopathic element uh to them and richard doty who again i've heard his name so many there's so many fucking stories that he is involved in and then you know they're talking about all because all these different people and you know high ranking low ranking whatever public figures like you know journalists like linda linda molten Howe, like whatever uh they're always mentioning his fucking name when I, even with fucking like JFK stuff, he's somehow involved and they don't touch upon right. that here. But, uh, but yeah, he, he has, well, two things. He has BPE as big pedophile energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and because of the heartlessness and sociopathy that he is displaying, which, which is, they don't say the sociopathy, but once some guy says, um, oh yeah, it's that parapsychologist guy who's on for only a few kind of talking head moments. Oh, right. he says, he's like, I think he's like, it's my theory that they kind of pick dumb people, yeah, yeah. you know, who will just stick to the fucking message. And, and, and that's, and that's the kind of loop that you were talking about is like <clears throat> fucking Richard Doty was showed a bu- shown a bunch of fucking like alien autopsy. It wasn't the alien autopsy film, but it was right, like, that's what I thought when he first was describing it. But. And, and, and he, and he, he's when he was first briefed for this job, he well, was, that was at the end, I think, wasn't right. it? That's, no. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he revealed, cause, cause you're wondering why the fuck did he even sign on for this? Like, and, and also, oh, well, I, I thought this was after everything. This was before. So I thought he saw that video, like in the end of his career. No, he saw the video when he, yeah. Cause they, they edit it so that it's close to the conversation. Right, I remember that was saying yeah. how he told them to fuck off and that he's going to go public with all this stuff and what, and they said, Hey, do, be our guest because you fucking made all of this seem like it's nonsense. If you believe it. Right. right. So which right. yeah, that then becomes the ultimate paradox. Exactly. Ultimate spin you for a loop is like after all of this the guy's now saying he believes in aliens which his whole job was this whole time he's saying he was doing that on purpose to fuck with people right and and the the videos that he's first shown in the briefing so he already worked at the osi and they told him you're going to be part of this separate um uh not task force kind of yeah yeah something and uh so when they briefed him, they showed him videos of like a craft landing somewhere. And then like, and then he literally says, and there was a video of literally an alien talking to a group of right, sitting uh, in a room, yeah. military guys. 
and he's like, and I walked out of there and I didn't really, I didn't believe it really. But then I thought about, and basically he, you know, he goes, he goes, now I know that that's real. I'm like, yeah, but isn't that just the same that's thing what he, that they yeah. hired you to do to other people? Exactly. You know, like, right, right. So it's like, does he still work for the government? Is right. he and just that, sworn to secrecy and like, hey, I don't need a check, but I'm just going to keep this going forever, or yeah. you know, get some sort he of says, pension? No less than three times he says in this, and this is only like an hour twenty five minute documentary, which I really like too. I like that it didn't like overstay its welcome. And yeah. you know, when you're talking about all these names and stuff like that, like. uh it, it gets tough to like, it'll get tough well, to videos follow. from the past. It's like, wait, is, is this that guy? Is this the other guy who's talking? Yeah. Uh, but no less than three times he goes, I'm Richard Doty, private citizen. Like, uh, I'm, you know, right. Hey, I don't work for, for the government. The anymore. I'm yeah. a private citizen, you know? And it's just like, right. his okay, story like, just, yeah. are you protesting too much? Right. Are you right. still just working for them? And no, I, I, yeah. here is part of that too. I think he's part, he's so he either does work for the government or he just, loves fucking with people so much that even if he's retired, he's still carrying this on to fuck with people. And, and, and he gets to go to all of the UFO conventions now, whether, whether he's undercover and a fake private citizen or whether he is, and he just wants to continue his own narcissistic, uh, I pronounced that syllable weird, but his own narcissistic pursuit of, uh, like spreading cognitive dissonance in believe this stuff, you know? And so, but yeah, it, it starts or off, it's real, right? Like, right, exactly. That's <laughs> the thing. Like, all of them are interesting things. Like, all of the options, and that's kind of what um, uh, Richard Dolan was saying later about the Majestic Twelve Papers, which that was really cool that they went into. Like, it was fucking Richard Doty that planted. The, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, if he's like, I decided to print these fucking this, these fuckers out, and it was a stack like two inches thick. He's like. Right. And I read and I read them and he's like, yes, Richard Dolan. Yeah. Yeah. Dolan was saying this and he's like, and he's like, this is either the most insanely elaborate fucking hoax. Like somebody had to a team of people had to sit down, be paid for probably weeks or months to write up all of these documents, make sure that they're like 98% accurate to like the topography and the formatting and like in those time zones that they were written as well. you know, if this was written in, if these were made in the seventies, like 1940s aeronautics kind of deal. Yeah. They had to know about the tech they had to know. So it's either the most elaborate, insane fake document ever, which then you have to ask yourself, why would they go to those efforts? Right? Like, is it that important? Like they must be, then it feeds in your own conspiracy theory, you know, NIST because you're going, well, then what are they covering up by trying to mislead you with this giant novel of of a document? Right. And so, or it's real <laughs> or right, it's right. half and half and both it, either or both are insane to believe right. are real. You know? Well, because um, the, when you sent that Chris Farley thing, it was funny. But when that guy came on camera, I'm like, this is like my new favorite person, yes. like character, like yeah. all I could think about Charles is making people's or something like that. Yeah, I think people's like the name, the way he's looking <laughs> and looking at the camera, yeah. like, <laughs> If I could ever do a comedy skit show or something, like if we made a mockumentary like this, yeah, we need a character where I want to play that character of just like looking over your glasses, just like the Chris Farley vibe, double, like, double chin, like you know, yeah. And, and I, I thought they were real, but the more I looked at them, the more I realized it was bullshit. He's got the look at the the, and because then that guy's insane because he's like they have commas out of place, they're putting yes. numbers in the wrong place, clearly they're, photocopied signature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and his teeth like, are all like sharp and yeah, fucked up just, too. And I'm like, like, this is 
my favorite character because it's a Farley, but not and just right. yeah, like and, conspiracy. And this, but. this was largely uh, up until that point was largely like a porn doctor free uh, documentary, you know? <laughs> like right? It was, yeah, it turned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd already shown Linda in there and stuff, which which she's younger and, Linda there. Holy too. shit! Weird. Yeah. So, and it's interesting too. Like the documentary came out in 2013 or 14, right? But then a lot of times they're talking about the footage being from 2006 because some of it you're like this looks right. way older and oh, yeah. i was like if this was like i was like 2014 linda was on ancient aliens and she looked right. larger like she does now right right, right. this must have been 2006 because she looked like 30 years younger in right, that right uh at least in the dim light of that shot right. she hadn't done the insane pullback yet you know and yeah we're talking a mid-modern Moulton Howe in this because she's getting interviewed just for people who haven't maybe watched it. Mid-century modern. Like yeah, because they, they show her like way back when, obviously, yes. when she's normal. But yeah, then they keep this showing the like, old picture. And she's on the cusp where if she just kind of stayed on this path, she'd just be like a normal old-looking yeah, lady where now she's normal, like super attractive, up. older lady. But, you know, they just can't resist. You know, so. But it was funny because they did keep cutting from when he's like telling a story how he literally was fucking with her yes <laughs> and then she's like this was so real this was so crazy and like they they did that a few times where and then he's then he's like we fed her some misinformation that she went public with to really burn her because she tried to yes. burn us yeah like, we were trying to fuck with her her back <laughs> we, we were messing with her so she would play the game right but then she actually got personal Right. Went too far because she doesn't know it's a game. Uh, trying to be the you know reporter, yeah. So then he's like, "We really dug it to her to try to like." Yeah. They, she reported on a story that was proven fake, so that it would like discredit her journalistic. Right. Integrity. Which again, so you, everyone's going, "Why? Why?" It's like, well, or how deep? It's like, well, that's what these people are doing. Like, if if they think so, there's two things I would say. It's like one, if they think that really the national security is at stake, they'll do anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then two, well, cause even the guy's like, Hey, if this protects my program and my funding, yeah, I'm going to let it go and maybe feel it. Right. Uh, and then the other thing is kind of like what we talk about in ancient aliens is who could build these pyramids, who could do these. It's like, well, when you have people who are bored and this is their everyday job, right. <laughs> they can do a lot. Right. So writing a document for like, the majestic 12 right, right. A to a normal lay person who has a life. Yep. I'm not going to do that. But imagine if Joe, you and I are every day was to write that document, right. yeah, yeah. go to work. <laughs> yeah. We would do that in probably two months. Yeah. Well, I was going to say we would have the government hires us and a couple other people for a six month contract to come up with 250 to 300 pages of this. And here are some, uh, um topography guidelines and you know here's okay. a bunch of access guys. to here's access all the resources to exactly yeah. yeah it's like so figure it out and we'll pay you a shit ton of money to do that yeah you know? i like, mean if people are writing military movies and scripts that are 10 times the length of that i'm i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if you're, it was you're absolutely right. i know i asked that and i was like you know but then in my head i was like but this entire these entire agencies are macrocosms of that majestic 12 microcosm where they're right. literally of entire teams just to spread disinformation and stuff. Right. So, uh, and, and yeah. And, and then like you were saying before, it's the, the little tiny carrot. Like if, if you put one or two of the extreme factoids in there that are actually true and then build this whole, you know, house of cards around that, that's what's going to, you know, get people addicted and then it becomes self-sustaining and then it becomes right. culturally self-sustaining because then lots of people ask questions and then filmmakers or who also ask questions 
you know, like the Steven Spielberg thing with, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. Like, was that, was that just his homage? Did he actually know stuff? Why was Jacques Vallée in the fucking movie at the end? Like, you know, stuff like that. So, right. um, where does the truth end and, and, uh, the fiction begin? Yeah, where does art begin and art start? Art start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was really pleasantly surprised to see, they mentioned this on Penny Roll, but I, I listened to the review of this film like a month or so ago, so it wasn't quite fresh, but Greg Bishop was heavily featured in this. So he was the, I think he's, I think he is like half Asian or native, uh, you know, part native uh, uh, indigenous peoples kind of person. But he was the guy with the goatee who kind of talks like this, like really mellow. And he had the, he always had the little glasses, either the little eyeglasses or the little sunglasses mm-hmm. on. So he was like in the car driving and he was, he gave a lot of the history of what was going on with Benowitz and stuff like he was the guy showing um, the documentary, uh, Mark Pilkington, and the camera crew, like where Benowitz, he's like, this is Benowitz's yeah. backyard. He had a front row. So that guy, he is the host of Radio Mysterioso, which I listened mm. to. All, all, I haven't caught up the last like six months or so because like they, he posts very sporadically. Like he didn't, he hadn't posted in like four months. And so I kind of just fell off on other stuff. But, uh, but it's a really good podcast. And they're very like Greg Bishop is very much, he's very well learned and he's very much uh, a, what is the unified field theory? He's not so much a nuts and bolts. He's very anti the nuts and bolts theory of, of, of UFOs, right? Being right, okay. craft and stuff. So like he's all in, and he, that's really where I started. Not where I, I'd only ever heard it, but that's really where I cut my teeth was that podcast on the co like the co-creation theory of, of paranormal phenomenon is his theory. Like he wrote a book about it and named it that. So like mm-hmm. where, where the, like where these, these intelligences are pulling out of the human psyche to create, you know, physical or psychic manifestations that adapt to the the zeitgeist of the culture at the time. So, right. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see him in there because I, I didn't realize how how deep he was in this whole world. It's so yeah. funny how incestuous it it, it kind of gets. Well, but- yeah. It's, it, then that's always the weird part too, right? It's like okay, there's like less than forty to thirty key players, right, who exactly. are controlling the information. The cabal. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Just like so. Again, where does their st- their stardom and wanting to be famous versus, you know, even like lamestream media and scientists, you know, where is their stardom and where is their beginning? Exactly. <laughs> As a native American, you can say that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's like, okay, are they going to keep saying things to stay in the, the limelight? Are they going to keep doing what scientists do and sometimes hold a grudge and want their theory to not be disproven? Right. Um, you know, what, what's driving them and do they have the nobility to truly be honest with the group in themselves? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Having people having their own, uh, pet theory as it's called, I and mean, that's not supposed to be a pejorative, like having a theory that this is my unique take and I've written a book and sold it and like all that right. stuff, it, like it can make you susceptible to, um, dogma being dogmatic right. about it right. Right. and so, biases and all that. Exactly. Stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, and it, I really liked that, like, towards the end, they didn't do it for, like, every person that we'd seen on camera, but they they started, like, you'd, you know, seeing these talking heads, like, you know, 20 to 25 times now throughout this hour and a half, and they start saying, like, well, this is what I believe. I believe that, like, the one guy who is also a government spook, um, he was, like, the guy with, like, the glasses and the kind of, like, long hair mullet, you know. Oh, right, right, right. He was, like, because, oh, yeah, yeah, he was taught, yeah. I no. believe that they are human, literal humans on Siri- on a, on a, a planet uh, orbiting yeah. Sirius. And they've been coming here for a long time. And blah, blah, blah. You know, and then the other guy, the parapsychologist, or the, uh, not parapsychologist, it was 
not Gabe Valdez. Who the fuck was it? It, it was um, fuck Bill Ryan or no, I can't remember. Uh, 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 Bosley. He was like, he was like, here's what I think. I think that uh, we've been genetically manipulated, and uh, so it's like interesting where like it's it's always like kind of like to your point. It's like don't just don't just trust someone because you like them or are interested right. in anything. like like doesn't mean that he's wrong but yeah. they clearly have very specific views on this even though they can talk right. about it broadly like the whole conspiracy and stuff but but Lin- linda is put in there kind of sadly too because they kind of make her out to be the crazy girl which is kind of a well and, and kind of the the gullible one Ex- that's what i'm saying yeah she's yeah she's the fucking shill right that right. like uh, to, to the point where it's like, well, now uh, there literally were reports of super advanced helicopters dropping teams and surgically doing stuff. Uh, in the cows I think and, they're called helicopters. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? It's helicopters. helicopters. Tons of lights on them. They're, they're real quiet. They're yeah. real fast. <laughs> I'm like, saying they're a bunch of ele- elephants, a bunch of aliens. I've never fucking heard that before. Helicopters. <laughs> That's like a John. It was like a John Depp moment, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. Depp moment. But, uh, even though, yeah, there were there were mutilations specifically, and and that's the funny thing is that the ch- was it the chicken or the egg? Like, did those helicopter teams and their leaders tell them to do those things because they had seen those before that might actually be real alien cattle mutilation or some weird phenomena? But then they did that shit to mimic it to test other to test like shit with commandos. Other, right? It's like, hey, can like, I? Like in the movie, um, real genius, right? Shoot a laser into a yes. house and create popcorn. Can I with, cause the whole point of that laser was they could assassinate a car, like someone like JFK style sitting in a car, they could shoot the laser, blow up just that person. Right. Exactly. So it's like, can we zap a cow and, you know, jack it up enough to where it dies, right. but not really bleed out or cause a big yeah, scene. Shoot, shoot it up with a tropin or whatever that's what um uh valdez was saying uh, gabe valdez the bald guy he was like uh he because he was he was in the same he, he was a highway patrolman in the same area that benowitz lived around the mountain you know, dulce and, and all that shit the mountain there and uh he was like yeah they would shoot him up with atropine like like we're not, i don't even know what that is but i'm assuming it's right. some, maybe it like coagulates the blood so that it right. doesn't fucking you know whatever it may, that's kind of how he made it seem was that they did all these things to recreate cattle mutilations, right? Well, so, and the other thing I liked was, you know, uh, Mothman style movie where they're like, well, they actually tested a bombs underground yes. as a, a early version of fracking, which is, and then they kept saying this is totally stupid. I don't know why they did that. that was, um, yeah, Greg Bishop. He's like, he's like, cause yeah, the, the one guy was creeping on him in at that convention, the US the UFO conference in Laughlin, and he was at a table. Yeah. And I thought he was gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. But then he was right. like he was like, oh no, I wrote about that in the book. Yeah, they were trying to get uh use A bombs to get natural gas out of the ground. It was the stupidest idea. Right. <laughs> ever. But but they're like maybe that's what's causing the catamutilations, right? right? Like it's seeping out of the ground and it just the radioactive burns, right? Exactly. And they're just kind of loafing out. Um yeah, because obviously then no one is going and testing it for exactly that. That right. Well, well, and again, when they're exactly. like, "Oh God," you know, the freaking Travis moment. Exactly, oh yeah, God, yeah. these things are we're rating real high right here, and right, it's like, yeah. well, maybe it is just leaching out of the ground, so it's in clouds and not consistent. Right. And a big bar fart of the cloud comes out of the ground, whacks out these cows, but just leaves enough of a trace to measure, but not enough to really do anything. Leaching is my parasitic Chinese yeah. friend. <laughs> As a Native American, you can say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Begin them, start them, womp them. Yeah. 
whack a yum. Yeah. Well hung. Whack a mole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God, I could I'm not gonna stop <laughs> your Chuck and Cheese thing. Um, but uh uh yeah, so the whole the first kind of arc is Paul Benowitz, who again was the scientist we talked about who started measuring stuff. Dodie comes to his fucking house and is like, Hey man, we think you really got something here. We need you to fucking help us. And that was like I'm glad they started with him because a, they tell you right off the bat that he eventually went insane and died in an asylum for this. Right. But, uh, but Dodie is like, you know, uh, you know, he was a world war two hero. So it was kind of easy to play into his patriotism. He always flew the flag and it's just like, God, right. that is so fucked up. Like he literally risked like his out life of a movie. Yeah. Like, like a Nazis or evil Japanese or Italians or, just, or whatever. And it's yeah. like, and then he fucking gets fucked over and completely mind fucked, uh, or, mind job as uh uh joe pantaleano says in the matrix you know <laughs> what a mind job um that was for that uh oh well, no i guess it wasn't r the first one was rated r huh? i was gonna say for that PG i like a steak we should make shirts like that where it's it's the core of the line remembered from a movie and then just like a drawing of the head like of, of Joe Pantaleon right. as an actor just like I'd like a steak, steak. and a character <laughs> from another movie like just a headshot of him <laughs> right 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 steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway so uh, Benowitz gets you know he's at least the first uh, victim of this disinformation campaign that we hear of, right? And and because uh, he would go public with this, and he would try to share it out with journalists and yada yada. So, um, uh, uh, well, he did. He tried to do that after Dodie finally was like, "Hey, man!" Like years had gone by. He's like, "You got to stop this!" Like because then he started getting actual footage of unmanned drones, basically. And in the mid '80s, Dodie's like, "Hey, like, yeah, we have drones all the time now." Or somebody, you know, was like, "There's drones all the time now," but. Back in 1985, drones were pretty fucking rare tech and they were military. Right, right, right. And so, and then like that was the, you know, the age of testing the stealth bomber still that no one thought could exist and all that stuff. So uh, he was getting some actual pictures. They didn't want to go public. So he told him to stop. He said no. And he, uh, he was just like, well, and then uh, we had to, you know, like, it's just like this really gross, like, you know, we had to fucking take more action after that. And it's just like, God, and, and his face never fucking changes. It keeps also cutting to. Richard Doty, like in the audience of these um, uh, panel discussion kind of things, like at, a, at you know at the UFO Congress or whatever the the Laughlin one they keep showing, and it's just weird. Like he just has no reaction to anything, and which I, again I like. He's he's showing. He, they never say Richard Doty's a sociopath. He's a complete soulless right. asshole. They just like they just show it, which I really I thought it was I thought it was a pretty classily shot documentary right like it was yeah yeah they did a lot of good little um quick cuts away to things like when they were talking about like paul benowitz and they're shooting his neighborhood but then they hold on a a a dead end sign in the street that he lives on you Mm -hmm. know i mean like for like three seconds and just little stuff like that um kind of kind of spooky too like somewhat like editing had kind of a cool um i can't remember the movie i was thinking of but there was like a cool vibe to the music like the score and the editing to where it was just like kind of, it, it was it was all kind of disturbing feeling the whole time you know so yeah um and then yeah so it's basically like paul benowitz is like the first arc they talk about uh linda howe is like the second arc now i think it might have been one of our listeners or it was you that that because when I, I was having deja vu when she was like talking to uh mark pilkington who was you know off camera you know carl talking, perkington's uh cousin i know <laughs> too. Uh, when she's like 
hey, what is the point of this documentary? Because if this documentary is about, uh, and I, I don't know, I think I think Charlie or somebody, sorry if I'm forgetting who it was, like a month ago, someone was like, hey, watch Mirage Men, right? Because it's mm-hmm. really good. So, and they're like, there's a part where Linda um, uh, literally is like, what's the point of this? I refuse to be on a documentary that is about how all UFO phenomena is fake and purported by the government. Like, you know, like, like so she has this whole right. moment where she's like, apparently about to walk out. And, but then the insane part is when he is answering her question, when Mark is answering her question, not anything he says, he goes, no, no. He's like, we, we think that there's a real phenomena. And this whole documentary is to like you try to prove that the government involvement and disinformation is fucking the search for the truth up. Well, cause it's let's she's, disinform she's them. Yeah. Did you notice how she was blinking? So weirdly deli- like almost like she was going to cry or something. She was like, like android which is funny because then she talks about us being androids if we were yeah well, i'm like that you know doesn't make sense but yeah, anyways yeah what is her purpose but she was just like bunk, bunk, like these hmm. huge blinks for like the 15 seconds oh, yeah, yeah. Very strange. sorry what were you gonna say uh well yeah because again this is just becomes this feedback loop of is this disinformation so the government can keep its technical um secrets is it disinformation again, classically, so that they think aliens aren't real, but they're really real? Do we, is it because they don't know about the aliens? Is it because they know that they know too much about, you know, it's like, is it disinformation? Probably, but why? Right, right. And not why is it all these crazy documents, but why? Is it because you're hiding tech or because you're hiding aliens? Right, yeah. And Dodie was saying, He's like, I looked at all the stuff that we gave her. Like, they brought Linda into a little room. You know, she had, there was a two way mirror. Right. Uh, that, pe- you know, the more, you know, leadership was looking in on whatever. And he gives her, and she's mentioned this meeting many times on like, you know, ancient aliens and stuff like that, but uh, getting these documents. And uh, he also says later, he's like, uh, he's also like we we gave her something else once that never went anywhere, and I wonder. That's if, what I'm saying. Yeah, earlier. I wonder right. if that was the uh, well, not just the fake story, but like I wonder if that was the piece of metal that she owns that she thinks she bought from mm. uh, like somewhere to the stars esque, or she was given to it by some right, and like fifty thousand dollars or something. This, and he sold it to me, and now I have it, and like you know all that kind right because it tested super all. weird, and now it's in her hands. But exactly, so it's like is that all part of the shit too? But yeah, he he showed her these documents about um uh the the literally like the holy grail of documents, right? It was like what and, and, the and, government knows, right? Literally, uh, all you know that human beings were. Uh, genetically modified from primates by an, an alien or multiple alien races. The government's been working with them for a long time. And all questions about human evolution have been answered already because right. of this, right? Like, and so it's like, Which, like and then, cause he's what? like, then she asked me questions. I couldn't answer. It's like, Linda, if someone's telling me they can't answer it and they literally just handed you this right. book, what do you think? What right. that, now that makes no sense. It's a little fishy, right? Yeah. And, and again, like, how did you get this? How do we know this? Right. Like, why, why would also pair like, she's like paragraph, paragraph. I remember that. And I'm like, why would they write these so conveniently? Exactly. In, in one perfect document. You know what I mean? There were like, right. if, if it was about like the dealings with X race of aliens, it wouldn't be all on a one sheet. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be right, like, right, right. here's the bullet points of everything. Every journalist would ever want to know that believes in aliens or think that there's a conspiracy, you know, it's like, and so, uh, but she clearly is as she, as she said on the show, hyper dogmatic about this. Now 
now she is right where she's like, Hey, like, uh, she didn't, she didn't say even if, even if all the UFO shit's fake, but she's like, this is our government. Like, she's like, this is my government. Like these are people that are supposed to be like working by the people for the people, you know, of the people by the people for like, and it's like, they're literally, it's insane that there are sections of the government literally created to disinform the public and lead right. them astray. Well, know? because then they do touch on the, I mean, obviously there's a lot of reasons why, but just because you're in this country doesn't mean we can trust you. Right. right? Exactly. Like, yeah. where'd you come from? Maybe you'll defect, you know, like some of the people have here, right? Become an expat and go say whatever. Right. And just because you can't, it's not like we live in a bubble where, okay, our news is only here, not getting out. Right. So again, just like Travis Taylor said, there's no conspiracies. There's just secrets that are here to protect us. And the one, you know, the best defense is not showing your hand, right? Not showing what you know about the other person. Right. That's and, and the to best your, weapon. To your point before, the 70s and 80s when all these events well, are yeah. going on is the height of the Cold War. And that's exactly what I was getting to, too. Yeah. yeah it's like because they brought saying. up the Russian stuff where it's like now the Russians are infiltrating. So again, they're, they said they're using these UFOs to then mask it as government tech and then the russians are like well maybe they're really seeing something so let's let's infiltrate these ufo groups right. right and with all the things we know about you know nazi germany and like spies and all that shit and all the shit that happened in the cold war it also makes sense yeah maybe they would plane these not supernatural but just whatever you know ufos what big not supernatural. what's that the, they would play in with those big naturals not super exactly exactly not you know one <laughs> handful but um you know, you play in this realm to because they're just looking for any edge to kind of figure out what it is exactly that they yeah. can know, right? It's, yeah, just like the story that you tagged me in yesterday, the other day, where it's like, oh, China announces that uh, they've found evidence of alien life with their new super satellite. Well, and then it says it, but it was immediately deleted. Did you read the article? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Then it's immediately deleted in a race, and now we don't know. So, and then it's funny because then watching this documentary, it's like, well, fuck, is everything you know everything fed to us or a lot of the things fed to us is it actual you know what i mean like and that, and right. that's and this is why the richard dolans of the world and and the greg bishops of the world are like is this current dis- like this is just one of many disclosure movements that happens every 15 20 years and this one it's it's like the, i don't think the government knows any more than they did from the last one right like it's it's like but but now things have changed because the internet has changed so really so right. it hasn't really changed the goal but now they can just feed shit out in a, in a much more it actually makes it easier to feed this stuff out to more people you know what right I mean? which makes everything more dangerous right like because if if you can get cyber you know oh god they're coming in the back door yes. um <laughs> you know attacked or again leak information from another country because when they go and talk about getting the emails from that guy and they're like, we tracked it to his IP. It's like, yes. Do you also not realize? Sure. Maybe back then, but I'm pretty sure they knew what an IP address was and I can ping an IP address. Don't you think it makes sense to all centralize it as one IP? Right. Exactly. Or even mask it as that dude. Right. But it, he, it was him. And it's like, could have been anyone, right? Like, what if there were IP other addresses that location? Agent. Yeah. What if there were other agencies trying to work against Doty and his team? You know what I mean? That were like, I don't like, we're like, because he was a public figure at that point after the whole Linda Moulton Howe thing. Right. right. He's like, and that was interesting too, that like she made him a public figure by calling him out in the story, you know? Right. Well, that's when then they're like, yeah, no, we're going to fuck with you. Exactly. You yeah. Just- um, but yeah. And it's weird. Like, 
like they said that it's like, oh no, this was Richard Doty. I'm like, I don't know if he was that smart to send that whole story in about the brief, or or maybe he's just passing it along. It was you know delivered by his fucking group and he passed it along. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the IP address doesn't do much for me saying it. Oh, it, it was. And then how do you know it was his IP address? How do you know what his IP address was if he's yes, super and secret? That was, like, yeah, I was like, wait, how do you know it was his IP address? Like, right, right. But. uh uh, and it was funny because then that guy, the British guy who had the adventure hat on, he was like, like, well, so him and then um, uh, what the fuck? was I, I keep I have my laptop in here, even though I didn't open it. And I keep trying to use the top of the laptop <laughs> pad for the mouse of the computer that we use. Um, was it Bloom or William Moore? Yeah, William Bill Moore. Yeah, William Moore. He was the guy that. Um, was only he wasn't in the documentary live. He it was he was the author that basically created the resurgence of the Roswell interest because he wrote that book right. in like the early eighties. Uh, but then he fucking admitted that he was working with the government the whole time too, and it caused that big uproar. You know that like you know, the guy in the, the the audience was fucking freaking out and right ready to kill uh, him. Yeah, because he was like apparently their darling. You know, like, right. like, oh, this guy's working. But then, and he was just trying to say, I was fed this information too. You know, like that right. I was upon. I wasn't acting with ill intent. I right. just he wasn't signing up proactively to partner with Richard Doty to fuck everyone over or something. You know, so. Um, but yeah, that was interesting too because yeah, they were like nobody gave a shit about Roswell until his book came out. You know, and so right, and then they have mentioned many times on um, Ancient Aliens. We have Robert Emenager. Uh, cousin of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, right. and um, favorite um, saucenier of the vinegar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Red wine vinegar, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, he he is on here. He was the guy that was about to be handed. He the government approached him was I think it was during Nixon's administration or something was about to be handed a film that they that the the Air Force or whatever fucking branch of the government claimed was of an actual extraterrestrial, a non-human uh, technological spacecraft landing at hollow, what is it, hollow Air Force Base or Holloman, yeah, mm-hmm. Holloman Air Force Base or whatever. And we want you to make a documentary about this. Here's all these other factoids and things like that. Here's a bunch of information. So they actually were already like starting to like, you know, uh, storyboard out the thing and everything too. Right. And then when they were going deli- to the, the, deliver Robert the film canister, uh, some other government agency or official fucking says, nope, uh, uh, unapproved last second. You're not getting it. And so, right. uh, so it was, so they, they resorted to like animation to make it or whatever, but right, right, right. Um, so nothing crazy new there, but it was like, it was interesting to just link that little node to, to Doty himself too. Right. Or back, to, or I guess it wasn't directly Doty that we know, but it was back to like, Hey, this was also going on in other agencies. You know, you have the you have the OSI, the NSA, the CIA, the FBI. It's like all all of these, and who knows if there's other ones. All of these are have have some sort of segment of their day to day business is misleading the public, right? Right. right. And so, but then it was I was dying because he seemed kind of goofier than I expected. But you know, he's a film director. And then when the credits were rolling, it just cut it like it just like not cold open, but it, like cold <laughs> ends to him on the piano, yeah, 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 improving a song about. <laughs> Like a spoken word song about <laughs> his experience with you know being with, and then he just like turns the camera at the end and goes that was so dumb and laughs yeah. and then it cuts away. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because it was kind of a little uh, microcosm where he's just making up 
a little story about a big thing that happened. And then he's like, right. but that was dumb. It's like that paradoxical. They really, like you were saying, like threaded through the paradox, like paradoxes within paradoxes. That whole vibe was threaded really well throughout right. the thing, you know? So um, this is a book apparently too, which I feel like it would be not a boring book to read. It would be one that I have to read on tape or something like not a tape, but audio. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> but, uh, um, I'll yeah, get the tape converter for the CD player. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I take it with. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because it's hyper confusing the way they cut. Not in a bad way. It's just there's like you said, so many names and people yes. and timelines that yeah, in a book it's like like Lord of the Rings. Like who the fuck is Bilbenden and right Tom Bombalin and <laughs> fucking Bill now Bob they're singing. Low. Yeah, El Yeah, <laughs> Loboji, yeah. Yeah. a risky Walker Ranger, Texas right, Ranger. Right, right. Uh, oh, speaking of that, uh, I was surprised you didn't cream your little jeans. Maybe you did. You just didn't tell me. But Tracy Torme, a fucking like writer producer of Star Trek: Next Generation, was on. Oh that. yeah, he was on that too. Yeah, I don't really know that. I mean, that name sounds familiar, but I, you know, outside of that, but yeah, he was like oh, talking because he's involved. Because he's like, anytime someone says they know who they are, I just shut up. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. But he was still involved in wanting to know, and and exactly. again, I think it's that Hollywood element of disinformation too, right? Like he was on a Star, you know, literal alien show. Yep. Well, and like fucking Gene Roddenberry, they were talking about, they had a whole thing about him on Pennyworld about how he had some unscrupulous, you know, kind of like me too, sexist kind of stuff, um, had some racist stuff, even though he was writing about a future where all of that was, yeah, yeah where, where it was super progressive, you know, it's like so interesting, uh, that even he couldn't escape his time, right? You know, right, even right. though he was super forward thinking or whatever, he wasn't a fucking, uh, you know, uh, a fucking perfect angel. Well, again, it's like if you think about it, oh, who should be in like pants, like literally no different outfit exactly. than anyone else or hair or whatever. Yes. So. He had to play, he had to at least play a little bit to, uh, to his audience. But, um, uh, oh, and they were talking about on a penny reel about how, uh, Deep Space Nine was supposed to end with the ep- there's an episode that you probably know where he have goes you, I've watched all that have you watched all that I haven't no okay and so uh but I mean it's it's I mean, they didn't tell me what the ending it's fine but like the well two things they'll tell this part first um that it was supposed to end originally and then the producers shut it down because people would have gotten pissed off right. that the entirety of deep space nine was written by like the detective character that he went back in time and had to become for a while or something. There's some episode where he goes back to like the, the detective noir kind of age of America and he can't do something because he's black and he's like dealing with racism again, even mm. from the future and like all that stuff. And uh, they were going to end it where the entire series was his book. Like, like, you know, like, like that character's book, when he uh, or something that would have been horrible yeah it's like that's that's the fucking the alarm clock wake up it's all a dream thing right but, right um, right but uh uh gene roddenberry also obsessed with theosophy and thelema and the nine and the nine are basically like the watchers right like uh, alistair crowley with uh mm-hmm. lamb and um fuck i always forget the other one that he was big on lamb that you know that original alien kind of yeah. drawing the guy like they're one of the nine. They're like these nine extraterrestrial godlike entities that watch over this federation of planets. And he in Deep Space Nine was supposed to ultimately because Roddenberry wrote the storyline for that, like the like the beats of that a long mm. time ago. And it was supposed to focus 
more on like the search for the nine, like, right. Like the actual, like actually like kind of, almost. Oh, and that's like why Q. it's deep space nine. Exactly. Like almost like Q where it was like, you know, Q was this godlike entity, you right. know what I mean? And but part of a race of people too. So yes. it's like, what the fuck? Cause there's an of that, you know, these were like, you know, even more powerful or whatever. Right. But, Cause but I think it was Voyager. They ran into another Q character. It was like Q's son. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, uh, but yeah, like that's that the the watchers in the Marvel universe are based on the nine because that, that, right, that right, weird, right. all that weird occult alien crossover stuff was big in the zeitgeist when fucking um, Jack Kirby, well, not that he's yeah, Marvel, yeah. like all the no, but he was Marvel and DC. All those Jack guys. Kirby did those. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, that's right. So like uh, that was big in the zeitgeist back then, too, or when they were kids. That's what they were growing right, up with. Right, right. Weird occult spiritualist shit so um because yeah um the watcher in marvel looks like lamb exactly like it's yes. the high point back neck the big head the pupilless eyes yep um because yeah deep space nine i don't know again i i love i think that's like i think a lot of people agree but like the, one of the best star tracks um Star Trek and yeah, right. um, <laughs> wear my masket, <laughs> my masket, and watch Star Trek. Because for those who don't know, basically it's a space station that these two alien races were battling, and somehow the the Bajoran, like this planet aliens, they kind of won, even though they're imprisoned by um, what's it called? The Cardassians, right? Oh, the King yeah. Cardassians, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then the Federation mans it, so it's like kind of a lot of politics and goofy things and that's where like the big eared um alien quark yep was yeah, really yeah. famous from the, the business merchant guys right right so the whole thing though is that this this space station orbits a wormhole right 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 yeah. right so you can go in and out of the wormhole and that's how you can get so far away and still have commerce and connect all these universes and planets galaxies yeah and the, and the bajorans worship what they call like the wormhole people Oh, interesting. Right. And they're like the prophets and telling them what to do. And the Cardassians don't like believe it, but they're like the Cardassians are more like, um, I was going to say warlocks, uh, wharf people. Oh, Klingons. Klingons. Right. Yeah, yeah. So a little more war base. So, but anyways, um, <laughs> H-A-R-F. They're, you know, they're right. more like sailors and nautical. Yeah, people, it's cool. So. Yeah. Wharf yeah. will be there. All four. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they... So it's like, oh, you know, again, Federation's like, yeah, they're they're idiots. It's not a god. But then um, the the black guy you were mentioning, the the commander, he commander, yeah. he gets told he's the prophet that oh. will hear them and save everything. And oh. he does hear voices. Hmm. And in a lot of the seasons, it's him struggling with, am I losing my mind? Is right, this right. real? I'm oh. doing what they're saying. I'm doing this. Now I'm a god basically on this land of Bajora. Right. Um, and then there's like, you know, at the end, of, it did end well to where there's, yeah. you know, it's a lot more thing, interesting but, lore than I thought it was, you know, like, you know, again, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all the, the new star Treks. Right. Right. Quote unquote, you know, whatever nineties. So generation, I kind of would like watch them fall asleep, watch, watch. And then when deep space nine or another one, yeah, deep space, nine, I'm like, no, I'm going to like yeah. hardcore watch. And if I fall asleep, go back to where I fell asleep. Right. So hardcore watched that and I was really happy. Voyagers, whatever. And then um, the 
Quantum Leap season just yeah, was yeah. fucking weird. Uh, Enterprise, but, yeah, yeah. yeah that I, I started watching Enterprise. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I don't have to worry about all the other stuff. Like, I could jump in again. Right. I watched like three episodes. I was like, oh, this kind of yeah, because it's like early Federation, so yeah, it's like then barely getting into space and talking yeah, about it's... like technology a lot. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't, well, yeah, because it, it it's all like, oh, this is how that started. Oh, this is before the Prime Directive. This yeah. is how this warp tech. You know, it's just like dumb. You right. Know. We already had the movie where they it's like the prequels. They, they, they right. loop back to go to to get the make sure that the warp drive happened that humans had it because they were right. a traveling villain and whatever. Anyway, so. Those were yeah, Deep Space Nine. Highly recommend because it's fun. It's funny. There's weird episodes. Okay, uh, but then yeah, the lore and like the through lines are are good, and it ends well. So okay, I mean, Sarah was wondering, should we watch uh, Star Trek: Next Generation all the way through? And I was like, I mean, uh, that one's okay. I, like, two- I really like elements of it, and I've watched. I think most of, like probably ninety eight percent of the series at different times. Yeah. But I tried. I've tried to go back at various times, and I'm like, "Ooh, this doesn't hold up." There, because there's some cop out episodes where they're just in the virtual reality the whole yes, time. Exactly. Yeah. Which deck. Deep Space Nine isn't clear of. There's definitely like some season, like a season or so, where it's like they spent. There's like a Vic Fontaine who's like this like oh you Jimmy. loungy singer. Yep. So there are like a few episodes where it's a little too focused on that stuff, but the overall you know series More. is i yeah. enjoyed better than any of the other ones probably okay. well there's been a review of star trek deep space there we go <laughs> <laughs> i guess someday we could do that if i want well if you do podcast. watch it yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so no like mirage man definitely worth uh worth the watch yeah um, I'm, Again, I'm actually like this actually makes me want to go back like i finished season one and two of penny roll and i'm doing all the patreon content i'm like almost like caught up with everything um, cause they do, they do a live stream basically right before they start it right before we record on Mondays. It's, it's, a uh, it's like eight 30, it's five 30 our time. So it's kind of like, I'm not going to watch the live stream cause we are getting ready to do recording, but, right. uh, they have like 80 of those. So I'm almost, I think I have 10 left or something. And I think I'm going to like listen to the whole series again, because a, we were on the road trip. Like we were, we were first listening to it while driving through the Appalachians, which was cool. But I was also, it was like almost like sensory overload. I'm trying to pay attention, like this documentary, pay attention to the dozens of names they're busting out like every five minutes, you know? And then in audio, when you don't have the face to the name, it's even harder, you know, to like keep track of everyone. But now I actually want to listen to it again because, again, I've heard Dodie and Walter Bosley and Bill Moore and all these guys like so many times on all the Penny Roll discussions. So now it's like, now I want to go back because it's like, almost like a new game plus in a video game where you can start right. with uh, all your levels and stuff like that. And just like play, blast through the game with uh, full powers. But um, yeah, uh, I really like this a lot. Like again, I, it's not yeah. like something I want to go, I'll watch it again right now. It's that, but it's like, I felt like I learned a lot. It filled in a lot of gaps and it was uh, kind of an old school. Like Mark Pilkington is on camera like a couple times, but it's not, it's not like a, a new Netflix, like a Neo Netflix style where, the documentarian is the character in it. Like, right, right. It's more of an old school. Yeah, he helps just kind of tie it together where it need be. Exactly, yeah. And again, just for the... Watch it just for the the sake of... um, you By the end of it, if you didn't already, you feel like you are now potentially directly included and influenced by the disinformation campaign or campaigns right. within the campaigns within the campaign. Yeah, it makes you yeah question everything because it's like, oh God, did I just watch a piece of um what's it called 
not conspiracy, but of yeah, like just different disinformation and propaganda. And I trust Mark. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Like you just said, now a part of this world is this actually truth telling? Like what? Like it is dumb when movies like they leave you more confused than when you start. It's like no, this one in a pleasant way or satisfactory way is like, oh God, I don't know, and that is actually pretty fun and cool I don't the way know, they did it. And that proves that the move that what you just watched isn't bullshit, which is cool. Right. Exactly. You right, can walk right, away right. going, this isn't bullshit because I'm now have, I now have cognitive dissonance. Right. About Cause this. you're, you literally walking and walk away going, if they did, why, which the whole movie, they're like, why would they do this? Why would they do right. that? You know, yeah. it's like, Oh shit, I'm saying that now that means yep. it's real. Yep. And we just still don't know why. Um, well, cool. Uh, yeah, good watch. We'll be back with uh, Adventurous Ghosts. I guess I should play this here. Play sound, Johnny. Play button, which again, I've never used before. This thing, and we want to thank you, all our little prolapsionauts out there. Shout out to uh, uh, Ashley, my sister, who may listen to these, but I think she mostly listens to Adventurous Ghosts, but she's back on the Patreon. Being a downloading theme. Back on the Patreon bullshit. Back on the Patreon. Uh, shout out to her. Shout out to, uh, I think his name was Ong. Ong Liu or Ong Lee. I think he's a new patron as well. Um, the last few weeks he's been commenting on stuff, catching up. Welcome to you. And if I miss anyone else, I will catch you on Adventurous Ghosts in a couple weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.